Hey guys, this is John Barksell, and I just want to tell you, if you haven't listened to the Three Ball Podcast, you're missing out on a host that's headed for brighter lights and bigger things. Galt Goldman has a plethora of accurate statistics, and his sports acumen, acumen is second to none. Look out, Stephen A., Skip, Pollock, Cowherd, Patrick. He's next. Catch him now so you can say you were there in the beginning. Hello, welcome back to the Three Ball Podcast, everybody. Today's episode is coming later in the later in the night, um, it'll probably be posted late, uh, late Tuesday or early Wednesday morning, uh, but don't worry if it gets posted on Wednesday morning, there's still two, there will still technically be two episodes on Wednesday, I'm still posting an episode on Wednesday, but here we go, here's what we're talking about today on the podcast, we got, uh, Jordan, Jordan Love looked good in Packers minicamp. Uh, we got two of through five picks in camp. The Bucks lost to the Nets, and we'll be talking about that. And then I'm going to be breaking down the All-NBA teams, uh, All-NBA first team, All-NBA second team, All-NBA third team, whether I agree with it or not. And then Eva Marie made her uh, re-debut. Um, that, that was on Monday Night Raw, and I'm going to be talking about it. I was very disappointed in it, but I'll be talking about that later. So, let's get into it. Uh, Jordan Love looked good in his minicamp. Uh, he also talked for the first time in about three years, and he was very good on the microphone. He uh, sounded like an NFL quarterback and did a very good job. Um, I do think he is the Packers' future quarterback, and if Aaron Rodgers isn't going to show up, Jordan Love is going to be the man. And I think Jordan Love is hes one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I have full confidence in him, and I think he can be a good to go. Decent to good NFL starter. Not gonna say great because not everybody can be great. That's just the way it goes sometimes. But I think he'll be he will be a good starter in the NFL. Not great, but good. There's nothing wrong with being Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Carr is a good starting quarterback. Nothing wrong with being Derek Carr. So now let's go into Tua. Tua is talking about Loha, who many people thought. Where the Dolphins might take a quarterback in the NFL draft. I was not one of those people. But if you ask Colin Cowherd, he said, you know, maybe they take a quarterback. But they did not. They took a wide receiver. Two or three, five interceptions in uh, his uh, camp. Not very good. But it's practice. I mean, Tebow got picked off most time, and Tebow was still sorry quarterback. I don't know what's that. Um, I don't think Tua's going to be a great NFL quarterback. If you go back a couple – if you go back – some years ago or last year I said his NFL comparison is Matt Leinert because both are left-handed both are precision passers now two is a little bit faster and can move a little bit more in the pocket but I think both are going to be NFL busts that's just the way it is and I do believe you know it's kind of living up to the Matt Leinert thing right now but we'll see how the regular season goes two is a very likable guy I hope he proves me wrong with the Matt Leinert comparison so yeah two is a very likable guy uh, nothing wrong with the Intua. So yeah, uh, what do what do you guys think of Tua? Let me know. Uh, I think Tua's eh, decent. He's a good. He's gonna be a solid NFL backup for a long time, in my opinion. But hey, now let's go on to the Bucks Nets game. Uh, the Bucks just lost. Do 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 do. When I was recording this. The Bucks just lost one fourteen one oh eight. Uh, P.J. Tucker shot 0-3. I saw him take both his three-pointers, and he missed both his three-pointers. Great game there from P.J. Tucker. 
Um, he also had five fouls. Giannis, Giannis fouled out, but he had 34 points, two of four from the three-point line. Chris Middleton did Chris Middleton things. Eight of 22 from the floor, three of 10 from three-point land with 25 points. Brooke Lopez had 15, and Drew Holiday had 19. Pat Connaughton had 10, and Bryn Forbes had 5. Now, KD basically dropped 50. He had 49, 10 assists, 17 rebounds, a triple-double. Blake Griffin had 17. And James Harden has 5 points with 1 of 10 from the floor. Je- Jeff Green also had 27. So, hey, you know, Jeff Green's dropping 27. If he's outscoring Chris Middleton, then uh, the Bucks may have a problem. That means the Bucks are down 3-2. Uh, they go back to Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee wins in Milwaukee. But I think, you know, I think Brooklyn closes out this series in Brooklyn in seven. So, yeah. Uh, Monday's games, there were the Hawks and the 76ers. So, I'll talk about that real quick. My prediction was the Hawks would win, and they did win. They tied it up in Atlanta. They won 103-100. Jarrell Embiid missed the game-winning layup. Ah, that torn meniscus, man, or whatever he suffered from. Uh, the Clippers beat the Jazz, like I said, like I predicted they would. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had 37, but 9 of 26 from the floor. Uh, so, yeah, that's great. Kawhi had 31 and dunked on Derek Favors. Paul George had 31. Marcus Morris had 24. Zubak had 8. Kennard had 8. My boy DeMarcus Cousins didn't even get to play. That's great. You get David Uturu and Anthony Coffey are going to play. Yogi Ferrell is playing. Terrence Mann is continuing to play. Uh, please, somebody help DeMarcus Cousins. He's dying on the, on the Clippers bench. Um, but anyways, let's go to the Hawks game real quick. Uh, Tobias Harris had 20 points. I really thought Docker should have let the offense run through Tobias Harris in the second half. Joel Embiid did not make a shot in the second half. He shot 420 overall in the, from the floor with 21 boards, 17 points. Ben Simmons had 11. Uh, Seth Curry had 17. Furkan Korkmaz hit a deep three-pointer in the fourth quarter, but ultimately he had 10 points. Shake Milton had eight. Uh, Dwight had seven. Now let's go to the Hawks. John Collins had 14. Clint Capella had 12. Trey Young only had 25 of 8 of 26 shooting. The Hawks won that game, and Trey Young did not play well. Bohan shot 9 of 24 and had 22. Kevin Herter had 10. The Hawks didn't play well, and they still won. Nate McMillan should have been, should have been coach of the year, and I've said that for the past couple of days. Anyways, on this podcast. Uh, now let's go to the All-NBA teams real quick, and I'll be breaking all of that. Breaking that down real quick. All NBA teams of 2021. Uh, Anyways, so the All NBA first team consisted of Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard, and Nikola Jokic. Do you want to know something similar about all those players? Except Steph Curry, they made the playoffs. Anyways, I'm not a big Steph Curry fan. All NBA first team, I don't... I mean, it's difficult... How can you tell me Chris Paul should be on All-NBA first team instead of Luka or Steph? Uh, Chris Paul plays a little bit of defense on, like, both of those two guys. I'm a Mavs fan, and I Luka doesn't play no defense. Steph plays no defense, too. But, yeah, whatever. Uh, I think I think you could make a case for Chris Paul being on the first team instead of Steph Curry or Luka. 
the Luka got his team to the playoffs and Steph didn't. So I I put Paul over Steph. That's just my opinion. Uh, Giannis definitely deserved to be in there. I'm I'm happy. With, I'm cool with Kawhi. Kawhi played almost all the games. Jokic was the MVP, so the Jokic should be on the first team. Now the All NBA second team was Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Julius Randle, LeBron James, and Joel Embiid. Um, I don't know why Julius <laughs> Julius Randle's on the All NBA team. Julius Randle has been uh, Julius Randle's been an All Star, but I don't think he should be on the All NBA team. But anyways. Just another reason why Nate McMillan should have won Coach of the Year. The Knicks have an All-NBA second-team player and a former MVP. And by the way, Trey Young didn't make an All-NBA team, I don't think. No, he didn't. So, hey, whatever. Um, yeah, Chris Paul makes it, which I agree with LeBron makes the second team. I'm cool with that. Embiid makes the second team. So, yeah, the All-NBA third team was Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Rudy Gobert. Please take out Kyrie. Kyrie missed a lot of the season. Westbrook, I would have over Kyrie. Kyrie is not a game changer, in my opinion. In fact, the Nets were struggling with him and Kevin Durant. And I don't think Kyrie's a big game changer. I think Russ is. And Russ is a better passer than Kyrie. The only thing, the only problem I have with Russ is that he doesn't know how to slow down the game. Slow down the tempo of the game. Russ, Russ plays 100% all the time, which is good in certain systems. I think Russ would work best in the Paul Westhead, quote-unquote, the system, where they run a lot of fast-paced offense. They need shots in less than four seconds. Basically, Warriors before Warriors, and even a more cracked cocaine Warriors type thing anyway. So I'd have Russ over Kyrie. That's just my opinion, though. Paul George made it. I'm cool with that. Pandemic P, whatever. Cool. Or even Trey Young in here instead of Kyrie or Bradley Beal, to be honest. But whatever. Uh, Paul George, Rudy Gobert made it. I'm fine with that. All defensive teams, Ben Simmons. Uh, all defensive first team was Ben Simmons, Drew Holiday, Draymond Green, Giannis, Rudy Gobert. Cool with it. Uh, I'm a big Giannis guy, so good to see Giannis make it. Uh, Draymond proves that he was the most valuable player in the Warriors by, you know, almost averaging a triple-double and being a point guard of the team and making the all-defensive team. Draymond, the man in Golden State. All defensive second team was Jimmy Butler, Matisse Thibault, Bam Adebayo, Kawhi Leonard, Andrew Owen B. Honestly, uh, I'm cool with it. To be honest, I think I'm cool with it. Good to see Matisse on there. Uh, I like Matisse, young player, good defensive player. Uh, Bam, cool to see Bam and Kawhi showing that he still plays the defense over there. Now, that's the end of, like, all the sports stuff. Uh, now, tomorrow there will be a longer podcast in sports, blah, blah, blah. But, and some predictions. So, here we go. Eva Marie. Eva Marie, we had t- uh, 10 promo. We had multiple packages of, hey, Evolutions coming to a Monday Night Raw. Eva Marie making her Monday Night Raw re-debut. They kept saying debut, but she's been on Monday Night Raw before and SmackDown. She's been in WWE before, so you can't really say debut. It's her re-debut because she got fired from the company months ago. Years ago, actually. But anyways, they had all these pros. They had all these packages, these promos. These, or not even promos, vignettes. There are vignettes of Eva Marie sitting on cars and be like, Hey, Evolution's coming, blah, blah, blah. Cool. I was hyped for it. I watched Monday Night Raw. For this exact reason. So we could see Eva, Eva Marie back wrestling. Uh, I've seen the wrestling videos of her on her Instagram. Apparently she's gotten better. She's practiced a lot. She's 
She, I know she was working with Brian Kendrick uh, years ago to get better. So I was excited for her. I was like, you know what? Give Eva Marie a second chance. She wasn't good in her first run, but she's got the look. Hopefully she got better. Well, what do we know? How would I know if she got better? She didn't wrestle. She and she's supposed to face Naomi, which is an awful idea anyway. And they even they booked this poor too. So a she's gonna face Naomi, which is what we think. Well, why she she shouldn't be able to beat Naomi, who's a proven veteran in the company. She shouldn't be able to beat her. I don't think even Marie can put on a seven minute match or five minute match, go to a commercial break, or have a whole segment of Eva Marie. I don't know if she knows that many wrestling moves in a cycle to keep going. I don't know if Naomi could carry the match, and I know Eva Marie can't carry the match. So that's an awful idea, booking wise, anyway, to put that match on there. So here we go. Uh, Naomi comes out, blah, 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 feel the globe, blah, whatever, who cares? Here's the part we're ready for Eva Marie comes out. We, there were rumors that she would have quote-unquote muscle anyway when she got the Raw. So here we go. Eva Marie comes out. She, she has different gear. I'm cool with it because she has purple hair now instead of the red like she used to. So now her gear is purple. Cool. She looks good. Still in great shape. She comes out with this girl named Piper, which is she's on NXT UK. Don't watch NXT UK, but I looked up some of her work. She's good. She's one. She's a, one of very few uh, heavy women who can still wrestle, which I am really glad of. At least we have one now. Nia Jax is not doesn't work safe. Piper is a good worker, safe worker. I like what she can do in the ring. There we go. There we go. WWE. We're pushing young talent. Woo! But don't push young talent when you do a whole vignette on Eva Marie coming back. That's just not good. So Eva Marie comes out with Piper. Um, Eva Marie, she takes off her robe, blah, blah, blah. She has her ring gear on, but then she walks around the ring. Piper gets in the ring, and she Piper tells the ref to ring the bell. The ref rings the bell because he's supposed to listen to Piper? I don't know. And not Roddy Roddy Piper, just Brendan Piper. So, cool, I guess so. So, the bell rings. Piper squashes Naomi in, like, a minute, and she wins. So, you just had... A girl who had no build-up whatsoever squash a proven veteran in the women's division. What was the point of this? We didn't see Eva Marie wrestle. We saw Eva Marie on the television show, but she didn't wrestle. And then the ref rings the bell because Piper wins, and the, the announcer's like, the winner of this match. They don't know Piper on commentary. They bury her on commentary because they're like, oh, we don't know who this is. They just said, ah, blah, blah, blah. And then... So the match ends, the announcer's like, and the winner is, because the announcer doesn't know her name either, apparently. And Eva Marie gets a microphone and she says, the winner's Eva Marie. So she's 1-0. Cool. Is this like a Miz storyline where Miz gets his stunt double to wrestle for him? But Eva, Piper's not Eva Marie's stunt double. Some weird. Does she have a contract obligation like Adam Pacman Jones where she can't be touched? I don't get it. Whatever. Um... Maybe she's got that Pac-Man Jones contract. Who knows? It was not a good debut whatsoever. I didn't like it. I watched Monday, I watched the first hour of Monday Night Raw so I could see her re-debut. And she didn't wrestle in it. I turned off Monday Night Raw after this. Um, I didn't enjoy Monday Night Raw anyway. Because Monday Night Raw is beginning to be a more be an awful show anyway. So hey, great, 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 great job there. Raw. 
So, anyways, I didn't like her debut. Nothing happened in it. Uh, now, I also decided, since I want to criticize WWE about how they booked the return of Eva Marie, here's how I would have done it. So, Eva Marie, I'll keep the vignettes, because I'm not going to change the vignettes. We can have the whole evolution thing, so we can keep the vignettes. Here's what you do. For her first week back, don't put her against a proven veteran. Put her in there with a, lo- a quote-unquote local competitor. Have her win the match in like a minute, two minutes at m- most. Have her use sliced bread since he trained with Brian Kendrick. And I actually like sliced bread for her. Uh, I watched a couple training videos of her doing sliced bread. Because I, I went and did my research on Eva Marie. Because I, honestly, I don't remember how she wrestled. Because that was years ago. So I had to go back and look at old matches. I like that she used the sliced bread finisher. Cool. Have her beat this local competitor in two to one to two minutes with sliced bread. Boom, boom. One, two, three. Even Marie's back. She wins. Quick match. Don't expose any of her flaws. I don't know. Only the company knows how well she can actually wrestle right now. But I'm going to assume she's better, but not great yet. So we're going to not expose any of her flaws. Have her win in one to two minutes. And she can come out with Piper. And I would say let her start a stable. If her whole thing is going to be evolution, there was a whole stable called evolution. Boom. Perfect. She's going to start a stable with underused women talent. You get them on TV. Eva can be, even Marie can be the uh, talking head or whatever. And that everybody else can be the muscle. Eva Marie is kind of, she's the main heel here. That's what I would do. But ultimately, WWE don't pay me. So what do I know? Uh, that's how I would have booked her first week of Monday Night Raw back. Have her win in a one to two minute match. Don't expose any of her flaws. Slice bread. One, two, three. Bam. She wins. Uh, so yeah. Because a lot of people were going to give her a second chance. And then you just completely ruined it here. She has. She already has heel heat. And since she's a, since she's a woman who looks good. She, doesn't have, she does not have go away heat. This is not a thing in wrestling. Only men who are stupid and annoy the crap out of you have go away heat or change the channel heat as I call it. Most dudes aren't going to change the channel on Eva Marie. She's a very good looking woman. They're not going to change the channel on her. That's just the way it goes. So she has good heel heat on her. Alright. You just put on tons more heat and now it could be go away heel heat. Because you release people like the Iconics, who people actually like, and you resign Eva Marie. That's not good. Whatever. What do I know? I'm just a kid who likes to book right, likes wrestling, and I can probably book better than the dudes on Raw are doing. That is the way it goes. Um, I'm gonna watch uh, Impact on Thursday night. Uh, the, the podcast for Thursday is going to come out late Thursday, so I can talk about Impact and what they're going to do with Kenny Omega. Uh, if Kenny Omega is on the show then or not on the show, I'll do a, what I would do to take the belt off of uh, take the belt off of Kenny Omega because I don't like Omega as champion. So I'll book that too, by the way. But that's going to be the end of today's podcast. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Peace out.